Do you know what time it is? Time for more football reaction. That's not good. Time to hear from one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I think he's a bomb. I think he's an absolute bomb. Time to crack open a high noon. This is the High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Oh, yeah! From the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, here's Alex Strofe. All right, this sucks. Let's continue the reaction. The Packers lose again. Three in a row. They lose to the Washington football team. Eh, the Commanders, excuse me, 23-21. to 21. As the Packers now 3-4 and four on the season. I'm Alex Strofe. It is the high noon hour live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. We'll get into the first three things in a second. Uh, we'll talk about next week's game in Buffalo, which is going to be... Uh, I need to think of a word I can use on the radio to describe what that game is going to be on Sunday. Horrible, disgusting, even worse than what we watched yesterday. This is infuriating, right? Like, I, I never sit here and act like I'm an expert. I'm a fan. True to the word. I'm so damn frustrated. This team is not good. Um, it's been really bad the last three weeks. Three in a row, been an awful ten quarters. Aaron Rodgers isn't good anymore. Can he be? Yes. But is he? No. It's embarrassing. Uh, I, I, before we get into the first three things, Hunter Vaughn running the show as well. Uh, 844-770-3776. That is the old National Bank talking text line. I want to know from you, and, and I'll get into my answer here in a minute, but I want to know for you, what do you think the ceiling of this team is through seven weeks? What do you think the highest potential for the Green Bay Packers here in 2022 is? I don't think it's as good as maybe we initially expected, right? I think when we were coming into this season, we knew some of the flaws. No number one receiver. You lose your offensive coordinator. You lose your quarterback's coach. You know, we thought this was still a 12-win team. Uh, that's not realistic. I, I don't know that winning the division is even realistic anymore. So I want to know from you, and we'll get into some of your responses here in about 15 minutes. What's the ceiling for the Green Bay Packers in your eyes through seven weeks? And we'll revisit this next week after the Buffalo game. But I want to know what you think the ceiling, the absolute ceiling is for the Green Bay Packers in 2022. 844-770-3776. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. You can call us. You can text us there. You can also get in on Twitter if that's your thing. That wonderful cesspool that it has been the last 24 hours since the Green Bay Packers absolutely crapped the bed against the Washington football team. Ah, the commanders, the commies. Uh, you can get on us, get at us rather on Twitter at Alex underscore. Please Strofe. don't get on us. Yeah. We haven't done anything wrong <laughs> not, yet. Not yet. At Alex underscore Strofe at ESPN Madison. Your way in there. The ceiling for the Green Bay Packers through seven weeks. What do you view as the absolute top potential for the Green Bay Packers? We'll get into my answer here in a second. But first, as we do each and every week here on the High Noon Hour, it is time to get into the first three things. These are the first three things. First things first. I prematurely let it go. The Packers suck. The Packers suck. I mean, there's no way of beating around the bush here. The Packers are not a good football team. Um, and, and I said that last week. I was off last Monday. But I tweeted it last week during that Jets game. Like, there's no way of beating around the bush anymore. The Packers are not a good football team. Defensively, they might be okay. Uh, but the last four weeks, they've allowed, what, 24, 27, 27, 23? 
Those are still low enough where you think an Aaron Rodgers-led offense can win a game, right? You think four touchdowns is reasonable for for an Aaron Rodgers-led offense. It hasn't been. 21 yesterday, 14 of which only came offensively. Defensive touchdown yesterday. 10 points against the lowly Jets, who, yeah, they look fine, but unfortunately they lost Brees Hall. We'll get into that later. Um, And then the New York Giants, again, 22 points, just not enough, most of which came in the first half. So, the last 10 quarters have been an abomination. This offense is the main problem. Aaron Rodgers is a huge part of that problem. He is not playing MVP ball. He is not playing hero ball. He is not doing things well. And he's not accepting accountability, which I think is the most frustrating part for me. I watched his 10-minute press conference last night, uh, which I'm sure many of you did. I'm sure many of you didn't because he didn't want to hear what he had to say. Uh, no accountability on his part, saying a lot of mental mistakes. And then he went on this weird tangent about how he's still the guy for the job, which essentially spelled out to me that he's trying to throw blame on everyone. It was very odd. Very odd demeanor from the QB yesterday. So, uh, yeah, the Packers, not good. That's thing number one. The second thing. All right, so there's a there's a... There's a trigger word in in team sports that we use often in this business called sports media. I'm going to use one right now. That word is identity. Identity, right? It just gets the the blood flowing a little bit. The goosebumps on the back of your neck standing up. What is our identity? I was telling Hunter as we were prepping for the show. I said I did a I did a segment on student radio back when I was in college and during the 2018 season. I did a one hour show every week, kind of like this one, the high noon hour. Um, that I kind of just spewed my thoughts on, right? It was it was probably not a very good show. But I did a segment back in 2018 talking about the Packers' identity. Now, for you, those of you that are Packers fans, which I assume is a majority of you, you know what 2018 was. That was a crappy year. It was the year Mike McCarthy got fired after an embarrassing loss to the Arizona Cardinals at Lambeau Field. It's a really bad year. I did a segment about seven weeks, about this time through that season, where I, I, I just bashed the Packers for not having an identity. I think that's really low-hanging fruit. But sometimes you, you got to be the giraffe. you got to eat the low-hanging fruit, which is what I'm going to do right now. The Packers are in a full-blown identity crisis. Um, there is nothing about this team that spells they know what the hell they are. Right? This offense is as inconsistent as any in the league. The defense is not anything we cracked it up to be preseason. Right, we thought this was a team that you know was going to be a top five, top three, maybe even the top defense in the National Football League. They have not really been that. They've probably been in the top half, but they haven't been. You know, we were talking about how bad they were at takeaways. They got one yesterday, which was great. Shout out to Devondre Campbell, um, who took that one to the house. But this team does not have any true identity, and Matt Lafleur really spelled that out for us in his post-game press conference. Our guys are extremely disappointed. Uh, I don't think anybody thought we'd be in the spot that we're in right now, and we're going to find out what we're made of in terms of just how we attack Monday, how we attack Tuesday, Wednesday, and every day in practice. Yeah, so that sounds like a head coach, uh, especially when he says the term, we're going to find out what we're made of. There's nothing wrong with not knowing that halfway through the season if you're 6-1 and one, like they, we thought they would be going into Buffalo. Except they're 3-4. and four. They're under 500 and going to play the best team in football on the road on Sunday Night Football next week. So that spells out to me Matt LaFleur, the guy who runs the football team, has no idea what this football team is even capable of. 
And I don't mean that in an endearing way, right? We don't know what they're capable of. They'll turn it around, run the table, woohoo, right? Like, I'm not saying this in an endearing way. I'm saying this in a this team is not good and things might get worse way. Matt LaFleur is, you know, is, is a very good head coach. I think he earns the benefit of the doubt. While his team has not shown it this year, I still trust Matt LaFleur. I think he gets the benefit of the doubt uh, through those first three seasons where he won 39 games in the regular season. But for him to say, we're going to find out what we're made of after losing three straight games, that's a really bad sign of the times. The Green Bay Packers' full-blown identity crisis. The final thing. Three, that's the magic number. Three. It is. It's the magic number. Nothing open for Rodgers. Rolling, throwing, end zone. What a catch! Did he hold it in? What a play by Aaron Jones! All right, so you you probably know me if you've been listening to 100.5 ESPN for a while. I'm a super optimistic dude. I'm a positive guy. I'm, I'm an eternal optimist by nature, right? Like, I like to look at the positives of things, which I have not done through 11 minutes of the show so far. Um... There is very few good things to pick from the Packers' performance over the last 10 quarters, three games, really. Let's date it back to when they went to London against the New York Giants. There's very few things positive that I can pick out of those games. Uh, Will and Tausch, you here before us, 9 to noon here on 100.5 ESPN. They do a thing after every Packer game, positives and negatives. Listening to the callers and Mark and Jason and Jesse this morning, there's not a lot of positives to pick out of this game. There's not a lot of positives to pick out of the three-game losing streak for this Green Bay Packers team. I can think of one positive, uh, one only, and that is that guy you just heard in the highlight, courtesy of Fox, Saren Jones. And again, for the third straight week, in fact, probably like the fifth straight week, I'm going to spend time in the opening segment of the High Noon Hour telling you that Aaron Jones is a superstar. He needs the ball in his hands as much as possible because he's the only good thing about this offense right now. And that includes Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not good right now. Aaron Jones is the only good thing about this Green Bay Packers football team through seven weeks. And he showed it again yesterday, both of the touchdowns offensively. Uh, He got the ball in his hands a little bit more than he did a week ago against the Jets. Only eight times on the ground. He caught the ball nine times. Most of those are behind the line of scrimmage, so essentially glorified runs. He made the most of it. 76 yards, two touchdowns. Good performance for Aaron Jones. Uh, Targeted 10 times, eight carries. So 18, essentially, looks is what he got. But it's still not enough. This is the stat I've looked at all year long. We got to look at it again. 35 pass attempts. 12 rushes. You cannot play... So, so nervous when you're down by a field goal. And last week against the Jets, you were tied. And you abandoned the running game. Matt LaFleur, I just said a minute ago, he he has earned the benefit of the doubt. The one thing I do doubt is that he's lost rhythm. He's lost a feel for the game. Right? In years past, I remember watching a Matt LaFleur offense in the Green Bay Packers. And I watched that, and it, and it seemed like things set things up for what's to come, right? It looked like a rhythmic performance, almost like a beautiful musician, right? Like if you've ever watched a jazz musician, I'm a jazz guy. I love the saxophone. It's my favorite. It's my favorite instrument in music. 
there's a rhythm to the saxophone, right? It leads to the chorus. It leads to the big solo. I haven't seen that with the Matt LaFleur offense through seven games this year. It looks sporadic. It looks nervous. It, it, it looks like it's having a mental breakdown mid-game. They've abandoned the run so much and so consistently this season. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me at all. The Packers lose 23-21 to to the Washington football team. I'm not calling them the commanders. They don't command respect after that game yesterday. They're the football team. Uh, but a football team that won on Sunday, which the Green Bay Packers were not. Asking you, what is the ceiling for this Green Bay Packers team in 2022? I'll give you my answer to that question. We'll get to some of your responses. And we'll talk about some of the other big headlines coming out of 1265 Lombardi Avenue. That's all still ahead. Appreciate you hanging out with us as we continue to react to a crappy weekend that was for the Green Bay Packers. Now 3-4 and four on the season. Your way in, 844-770-3776. We continue the conversation right after this. It's the High Noon Hour. More football reactions, more High Noon. The High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. High noon hour rolling on on your Monday afternoon. Continuing the reaction to the Green Bay Packers loss. Again! We're doing it again! Like, what are we doing here? Ah, It's frustrating being a fan sometimes. I'm Alex Stroh. I'm live with you from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios. Hunter Vaughn helping out running the show. Hunter rocking his Dallas Cowboys pullover. How about them Cowboys? Oh, my God. I'm just not even going to entertain that comment, I don't think. They good. Cowboys good. I At this point, I have to say yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. They're going to whoop up on the, uh, they're going to whoop up on the Packers. A no, that's going to be a game that they're going to lose. Because then they're going to give Packer fans hope <sighs> because they beat a playoff team finally. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. It's funny you say that, Hunter, because I went back last night as I was, I was kind of decompressing. Having a tea. I was having a, a passion fruit tea last night. We'll get into why I wasn't drinking High Noon yesterday here in a second. Um, but I, I went back and looked at the wins this year for the Packers. The Bears, they blew out of the water. That's expected. That, that win still seems like it should be, right? They beat a bad team. 27-10 to back in week two. That makes sense. Week three, they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 14-12. to I remember coming on the air that next day and saying something around the lines of, you know, it's a good win. The, the offense disappeared in the second half, but the defense stepped up. A win's a win. This is how this team can grind out wins. 14-12 to 12 is when they beat the Bucs, or how they beat the Bucks rather, in, in week number three. And I remember c- continually saying, yeah, this is a good win. This is something to ride home about. The Bucks are going to be a team that turns it around. It's going to be a playoff team. Yeah, no. Nope. Yeah, no. Not quite. Um, the Bucks are bad. I think Tom Brady might call it quits midseason. Is that a hot take? Well, that's a good tease for NFL quick hits because we might talk about him a little bit. Yeah, okay, good. We'll do that next segment. Um, so, no, that, that win is not good. Uh, the Patriots win, I don't think we really talked about because Paul Christ was fired that day. Um, so I don't know that I ever actually gave my take on that that game. Again, it was a game... They probably should have won a different way than they did. It was an overtime win. 
three weeks ago seems like a long time ago. Well, so much has happened. Yeah, right. Now, obviously, Paul Christ on the, on the college level, but then you've got three losses in a row for the Green Bay Packers since then. So anyway, um, yeah, none of these wins are good, right? These were all against bad teams. The Patriots are confusing. They're probably the best team of those three, but I don't think they're very good either. So none of the Packers' wins this year have been against good teams. Then they lose three in, three in a row to the Giants, the Jets, and the football team. Now, I was thinking about this earlier, and this is just how my brain works, so bear with me. If I told you in any year, right, you could pick any year the NFL has been in existence, that the Packers lost to the Giants, the Jets, and, the, and, and the, whatever you want to call Washington, three weeks in a row, any year, what year do you think that comes in? 1960? Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe in the 80s? The 80s just because. But even then, like, the Jets weren't any good. No. You you got two of the three, so probably actually, yeah, the 60s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would never have said when Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of this team. No. And, uh, you know, by all means, the Giants look like they're a good team. Um, the Jets look like they're a good team. They lose Brees Hall, which is unfortunate. Probably the front runner for rookie of the year up to that point. Um, they're they're in New York, New Jersey, but the Commanders are nothing. Like that's not a good team. And Aaron Rodgers kind of said that. I don't know if we have the audio on that, but he essentially said the defense did nothing. Like the the Washington defense did nothing uh, to us that that affected the outcome of this game. He was not sacked yesterday. No turnovers. They're a good defense, he said, but you know, essentially they did nothing. Which, which was interesting. It was an interesting angle for a guy that only put up 14 points to kind of trash the Washington defense. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, those are really weird three losses in a row, right? If they were going to take three losses in a row, Hunter, I thought maybe it'd be like Cowboys, Titans, Eagles later in the year. Um, not Giants, Jets, Commanders, and it will likely turn into four in a row as they go to Buffalo uh, this upcoming week. Hey, speaking of Buffalo... Aaron Rodgers talked about, you know, he's a, he's a manifester. We know this, right? Aaron Rodgers loves to manifest. He loves to talk about, um, you know, why he thinks things will work the way that they will, and he loves to speak it into existence. Uh, he talked about this Buffalo game and maybe how these last three weeks can be good for the Green Bay Packers team. I'm not worried about this squad. In fact, this might be the best thing for us this week. What? You know, nobody's going to give us a chance. Going to Buffalo and Sunday Night Football. The chance to get exposed, shoot, might be the best thing for us. What? <laughs> Can you play that again, please? I'm not worried about this squad. In fact, this might be the best thing for us. This week, you know, nobody's going to give us a chance. Going to Buffalo and Sunday Night Football, the chance to get exposed, shoot, might be the best thing for us. All right, Mr. Rogers is manifesting the Packers getting exposed on Sunday night against the best team in football. Um, well, isn't yeah, he saying that? They've been exposed the last three weeks, and now they again. know where play their again. issues are. Play, play it again. Let's listen. I'm not worried about this squad. In fact, this might be the best thing for us. This week, you know, nobody's going to give us a chance. Going to Buffalo and Sunday Night Football, the chance they get exposed. With the chance they get exposed. Oh, okay. Shoot. Yeah. Might be the best thing I guess thing I was hearing what I wanted to hear from so, them. So Rodgers, exactly, right? Rodgers is, is, again, we went through it two weeks ago, Hunter, before that game against the Jets, after that loss in London. Jair Alexander essentially said, I'll be worried if we lose the Jets. And Rodgers said, yeah, I don't want to manifest that. I'm big, I'm, I'm big on manifestation. I, I don't want that being talked about in the locker room. And now he comes out two weeks later and says, yeah, 
we have the opportunity to get exposed. That could be good for us. We'll be three and five. We'll be four games back of the division lead. Like, huh? Are you sure about that? Aaron Rodgers is such an anomaly to me. He's so damn confusing. Um, and I don't know that. I don't know that getting exposed against Buffalo is a sign of good. Right, like you get to rebound that following week against Detroit, who's no good. We saw that against your Cowboys yesterday, Hunter. But I don't know how you can sit here. The Packers, by the way, ten and a half point underdogs. Uh, the, the early line here for Sunday Night Football against the Bills this week, which is the largest dog Aaron Rodgers has been as a starter in his career. I just, in, in no world, do I view four losses in a row when you're supposed to be this mighty team that can finally go in a Super Bowl as a good thing. We understand that Aaron Rodgers kind of has the Packers at gunpoint, lack of a better term, right? He kind of has the Packers hostage. He's taking up by a mile. Eh, let me rephrase. By 10 miles. Eh, let me rephrase again. By an entire marathon, 26.2 miles, Aaron Rodgers is the highest paid Packer, taking up the most cap room due to his restructure this offseason when he was, again, holding them at gunpoint, holding them hostage. Will I or won't I retire? Comes back, plays like dog doo-doo this year and now says yeah losing four in a row might actually be good for us he makes absolutely no sense i want to get to some of your responses 844-770-3776 is the old national bank talking text line get old with old national bank christopher manitowash waters chimes in on the text line i'll tell you this fellas i would take heineke over jordan love i agree i would also start him the rest of the year over Wentz. interesting he has a mahomes like sidearm throw aaron is delusional <laughs> so are you chris he needs to hang <laughs> he needs to hang back off the drugs all right a lot there let's unpack let's, this. yeah let's sentence un- by sentence let's unpack this text so i would take heineke over jordan love i agree I would start him the rest of the year over Wentz. I don't care what Washington does. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, actually, they might. Eh, no, they won't. No, they won't. They're uh, going to finish last in that division. Eh, eh. They're not. No, they're not. Stop it. All right. He has a Mahomes-like sidearm throw. He had one good sidearm throw. And um, PFT commenter, who's a big Washington fan, you hear him on Barstool Sports, he put a tweet out there. It was a video of the sidearm throw that Chris is referring to. It was a great throw. But come on, he's not Mahomes. Um, Aaron is delusional. Yeah. Th- that I'm not necessarily against. Needs to hang back off the drugs. He is during the football season. Um, I I just don't know what to make of somebody saying, yeah, I think getting our asses kicked is good for us. Well, like I think the idea of him saying exposed. Because when I hear that a team was exposed, it's a 23-21 loss to the Washington Commanders on the road. Football team. Yeah, and whatever. And they figured out how to beat this team. If they were a good team that should be a playoff team, you're not going to get ex- exposed by Buffalo. You're going to get blown out. The fact that it's 10 and a half, I don't bet I might be putting some rice down on uh, rice, yeah, on Buffalo covering that. Yeah, no, this could be a four touchdown win for Buffalo. No, I'm with you. Uh, four touchdowns, maybe not, but like four. Mahomes is going off. Seventeen. I, well, Mahomes plays bad. for the Chiefs, or, but yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah, I, the Mahomes text yeah. got me all <laughs> flustered. Oh yeah, no, 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 kidding. Uh, look, I, I, I am just so flabbergasted by the Green Bay Packers. It's three in a row. It's going to be four in a row. I have no faith they're going to go to Buffalo and pull off a victory. This is a team that we've known all along, all offseason long. The window's very, very, very close to shut. This window's almost shut. 
you can grab the caulk and, and block it off for several years. No air is getting through. Because the Green Bay Packers are about to go in what we call hell. Uh, when Aaron Rodgers calls it quits, this is going to be a four-win team every year. For a couple of years. It's going to be a total rebuild. And the fact that they haven't gone all in, like teams like the Buffalo Bills have, is, is beyond ridiculous. And it's something we've called for for a long time. And by that, I mean since Devontae Adams was traded back in March. I, I am so frustrated by Aaron Rodgers not taking accountability, not playing MVP ball, and Aaron Jones not getting as involved as we all know he should be offensively. This offense has zero credibility as a good team in this league, um, good offense in this league. It's, it's, it's beyond frustrating. Um, <laughs> Chris again chimes in. He says uh, he has the Adam Sandler gif. Okay, a simple wrong would have just been fine, but <laughs> Chris, am I too mean to you? Yes or no? You can chime in on that. Look, I, I, I am beyond frustrated with the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, I want to get this thought off quick before we get to quick hits here in a minute. The trade deadline is eight days away. Next Tuesday is the NFL trade deadline. And I sit here and, and I go back and forth on whether or not the Packers trading for a wide receiver would be a good thing. I, I think yes, because you add a playmaker. But I also think it doesn't move the needle at all. Right, if you have Devontae Adams, even, I don't think it moves the needle a ton. You have a security blanket that you're going to force feed the ball to, but I don't think that changes the result of many of these games. It doesn't change the result of the Jets game. I don't think it changes the result of yesterday. It might change the result of that game against the Giants in London. But I don't know that adding a receiver who's going to be eight weeks behind, plus training camp, in the system, Moves the needle at all. So I don't know that the Packers should necessarily be buyers at the deadline. I was in on that idea when they were, what, 3-1 and one or whatever they were. 4-1. and 3-1. and one. Um, But anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's all I got on that. I am very frustrated uh, with the Green Bay Packers. What I'm not frustrated with is the delicious high noon, uh, which I mentioned I couldn't have any of this weekend. I had the flu this weekend. I missed Saturday. Tough. I wasn't around for homecoming as the Badgers got a big win. A little disappointed about that. Feeling better, though, back back on the saddle today. Uh, but I am happy with High Noon because they have the opportunity out there in the Madison area to make you rich. You can go in $20,000 thanks to our friend at High Noon's all over participating locations, including all the high Vs in the Madison area. QR codes at the point of purchase. All you got to do is scan the QR code. You find out instantly. If you win $20,000, that's all you got to do. Pull out your phone, which you always have with you. Pull out the camera, click the QR code, put in the info. You find out if you're, you won $20,000 from our friends at High Noons. They've got uh, the tailgate in variety 8 or 12 packs, and they've got the QR codes all over the Madison area. Scan that QR code, find out $20,000 instantly. Uh, no purchase necessary. You must be 21 years or older to enter. I've got more thoughts on this window of the Green Bay Packers, and I'll tell you what I think their ceiling is. It ain't good. Spoiler alert. That's all next. We'll also get into some NFL quick hits. All ahead, jam-packed show on a Monday. It's the High Noon Hour right here on ESPN Madison. You're listening to the High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Join the show on the Old National Bank talk and text line, 844-770-3776. Running around there. 
You think it's okay to just come in the studio and crop dust your host? We think that's all right? Is that what we're doing around here? It smells horrible in the studio. I didn't mean what to. What the hell are we doing around here? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Turn off your mic. You think it's just okay to come in the studio during the commercial break when I'm out of the room, rip ass, and walk back out like nothing happened? You're not even going to give me a heads up. Hey, uh, you know, my stomach's feeling a little rough today. Uh, I'm sorry. It might stink in there for the beginning of segment number three, Alex. No, that's not what we're doing. What kind of operation are we running here at ESPN Madison where your host sits down in his chair, ready to do segment number three of a show, reacting to the Packers' loss, and it's just going to smell like utter crap in here? What are we doing? You think that's that's an okay thing to do? A heads up would have been good? Coming from the guy who had a tweet about him, about making a room smell like farts and clones. That that was slander. That was slander. Unbelievable. It's the high noon hour. Um, I don't know what Hunter's ass is high on, but it certainly ain't high noon because it smelled like daisies and butterflies if if that was a high noon fart. I don't know what kind of fart you just like. It smells like beans. Beans and chili. I don't know what the hell we're doing around here. We're supposed to do quick hits here. Here's the quick hit. Go to the bathroom if you got a fart. Go to the bathroom. Go poop during the commercial break. You get four minutes. I I can't poop in four minutes. Um. All right. So that's what we've got going on here. I'm Alex Strofe. Uh, continuing your reaction, 844-770-3776 is your way into the show. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Uh, rude to fart in somebody else's room, somebody else's space. We're in different rooms. Why didn't you fart in the room you're in? Like, it smells horrible in here. I was setting. Uh, uh, I mean, what are we doing? Oh, oh my God. All right. I'm going to try to do this next segment. Uh, um, as I continue, oh my God, uh, I'm going to try to do, let's, let's just, uh, don't, uh, uh, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. Uh, I, I, I'm okay. I think I can focus. I'm okay. I just told you I'm coming off the flu and you come in here and drop ass. I didn't mean to. I was setting up the video oh, equipment man. for Rutledge smell, and Hamilton. It smells like the Green Bay Packers in here, man. Just straight booty, booty in the air, the aroma. It's a mixture of depression, disappointment, and ass. All right, let's get to NFL quick hits. You've got four topics for me. We'll run through them quickly. Let's get the first down. Who stood out? How about Mr. Miyagi coming up talking to me? Who stunk it up? What is that smell? Let's go around the league. This is Quick Hits. So this week, have a theme of regret. Like, I regret trying to set up the video equipment for you and be nice. <laughs> nice. And I had an accident. Good segue. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it smells like you had an accident, like my two-year-old niece would have. Good Lord. I started moving, and it just snuck out. That happens. All right. What's, what's up first? First down. Carr. Adams. Downfield. He's got it. Touchdown. Las Vegas. That was Joe Buck from Monday Night Football uh, after Devontae Adams scored a touchdown. So, first regret, does Goody regret trading Devontae Adams? Uh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, obviously, it seemed like he was kind of handcuffed, right? Like, I don't know how much of an option Goody really had because I don't think Devontae Adams was going to play on the contract, uh, or excuse me, the franchise tag. And I don't think he was going to give him a contract extension. Uh, I guess they offered him one, didn't they? But he wasn't going to sign it. So, I, I, yes, I think absolutely. I think he regretted it the minute it happened. But what do you do now? I, again, like I said last segment, I don't know that Devontae Adams necessarily moves the needle on this team. Is he the best receiver in football? Debatable, yes. 
But I don't think one receiver cures what this offense's problems are. Right? Last week it was a line. Didn't seem like the issue this week. I think Aaron Rodgers is more of the problem than maybe even I'm saying he is. So, um, yeah, he regrets it, but does it move the needle? No, I don't think so. Second down. There's Walker on first down. Gets the edge. Walker down the sideline. He's got the speed. Walker chugging down the sideline. Can he outrace Michael Davis? He can. 74 yards. Wow. And Kenneth Walker may have just put it on ice for Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks have some offensive weapons. They does, do. Does Russell Wilson regret forcing his way out of Seattle? Uh, yeah, you also forgot to mention that the Seattle Seahawks, as everybody expected, is in first place of the NFC West. That's wild. Let me run you through that division, maybe if you don't know it by heart. So Seattle's in first place. The other three teams in that division are the Arizona Cardinals, who are bad. But the other two teams? The team that just traded for Christian McCaffrey, the San Francisco 49ers, and the reigning Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. The Seahawks are in first place of that division. Uh, so, yes, Russell Wilson regrets it because Denver's bad. They're having the same problems Green Bay is. Regression at QB, which obviously he's on a new team, but regardless, regression from what used to be an MVP contender like Russell Wilson. Um, and that offense has no juice. So, yeah, he regrets it. But, hey, who's even getting it down at quarterback? Geno Smith? Is he still the quarterback of Seattle? He is, and they're doing well with him at quarterback. Yeah, Kenneth Walker the third, the rookie running back out of Michigan State. Terrific game yesterday. 168 yards and two touchdowns on the ground, including that long touchdown you just heard, uh, courtesy of Fox. They're good. Russell Wilson has to regret it, I would think, right? They put up 37 points yesterday. I mean, come on. Third down. And kick it. End zone shot. And Pickens caught it. <laughs> Inbounds. Yes. Touchdown. The spectacular rookie has done it again. Oh, what are we doing? George Pickens. He was taken 52nd overall yep. last night on the NBC Sunday Night Football game. Uh, he had another spectacular catch. Yeah. He's made a couple this year. Oh, yeah, yes. Do the other teams that had those 51 picks ahead of him regret not taking him? Yeah, are you referring to anybody in particular with those 51 oh, maybe picks a in front team of him? That, maybe you know, a team you that you got to travel up 151. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's, yeah. there's three picks in those yep. 51. Yep. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, maybe. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, when you see Christian Hammy Watkins. Watson, rather, um, on the sideline for the last two weeks. Another week he missed earlier in the season. Of course you regret it. George Pickens is giving you instant production, which is what you expected out of Christian Watson, and you haven't gotten it. So, yes, I think the Packers certainly regret not picking George Pickens. I've regretted the Packers not picking him ever since he made maybe the best catch I've ever seen earlier this year. I don't think it counted, but it was just an incredible catch on his back one-handed. Uh, even better than the Odell catch, in my opinion, uh, despite it was not a touchdown, but Nonetheless, yes. Uh, I think something we need to look at, and Pittsburgh did lose last night. They're 2-5. and five. They still ran the ball 23 times. Packers got nowhere near that. They ran the ball 12 times against the Washington football team. Take a page out of Mike Tomlin's book, Matt LaFleur. So, yes, I think they regret it. Are you going to bring up Terry McLaurin on fourth down? No, I won't be. Fourth down. Hey, a great win in all three phases. But I want to recognize one guy right now. PJ with the game ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. 
That was Panthers interim head coach Steve Wilkes following a 21-3 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with P.J. Walker, yeah. former XFL quarterback, yeah, stud. helming the team. Stud. And they got the win. Does Tom Brady regret coming back this year? Yes, he does. Uh, Tom Brady's teams are not this bad. Rodgers might regret coming back this year because Aaron Rodgers' teams are never this bad. Both teams three and four through seven weeks. Uh, look, the Buccaneers are actually worse off than the Packers, which is odd to say. But they scored three points yesterday, and that came in the fourth quarter. I mean, they were almost shut out by a team that already fired their head coach. Uh, the Panthers, by the way, what are they, a game out of the eight, NFC South lead at 2-5? and five? Yeah, and they traded away their best offensive, their two best offensive weapons. Debatably, still DJ Moore's still there, but obviously Robbie Anderson got traded to the Cardinals, Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers, so I get your point. Um, yeah, no, that that was maybe that was the upset of the day for sure, as the Panthers beat the Bucks twenty-one to three. Woof. Hey, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a fifth down. Let's just say there was a false start there on fourth down. This fourth one, you, down. Yeah, there you go. Fourth down part two. I'm going to throw you. Um, so are, do you remember the name Jace Sternberger by chance, Hunter? Jace yes. Sternberger, he was a tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, they drafted him, I believe it was like 51st overall, uh, something like that. Um, and at pick 52 or whatever it actually was, went Terry McLaurin. Jace Sternberger on Twitter yesterday. I can't believe the Packers didn't draft Terry McLaurin. Nice. Says the guy drafted one pick before him by the Green Bay Packers. Do the Packers regret dra- drafting Jay Sternberger over Terry McLaurin? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As he shreds Jair Alexander yesterday. No bueno for the Green Bay Packers. Three and four on the season. Uh, that's NFL Quick Hits here on the High Noon Hour. Still uh, want to hear from you. What do you think the Packers' ceiling is? I haven't gotten to those responses yet, so we'll do that here in a second. 844-770-3776 is your way into the show. Also, get at me on Twitter. I see a couple of responses coming in there as well on Twitter, at ESPN Madison. You can hit me directly at Alex underscore Strofe, S-T-R-O-U-F, the spelling on Strofe, at Alex underscore Strofe. On Twitter is where you can get at me. Keep it clean or don't. I don't care what you say on Twitter. It's a cesspool. Uh, it's been a disaster for Packers Nation on Twitter. Like, I love Twitter. I've talked about this several times. I love Twitter. I use it all the time. Uh, my lovely girlfriend looked at me yesterday and said, are you still on Twitter? I said, yeah, I love Twitter. She goes, the Packers lost. It can't be pretty out there, Alex. So yeah, it ain't pretty, babe, but it's fun. I like seeing people overreact, like saying Jordan Love should start over Aaron Rodgers against the Bills, and uh, which we've gotten two texts on and a tweet on, uh, which maybe we'll talk about next. Should the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers at the deadline? The answer is no. Uh, but like seeing all these crazy theories out there is why I love Twitter. So if you want to get at me that way, you can. At Alex underscore Strofe and at ESPN Madison. Your way in that way. Uh, one last week in the Wisconsin Badgers one. I'm not going to talk about it next because I'm still so frustrated with the Green Bay Packers. I'm going to give you a quick 30-second take. Uh, the Badgers will be bowl eligible. They clearly showed they're good enough. What a win for Jim Leonard. What a win for the Badgers. What a look for the Badgers' defense. Everything about Saturday, terrific. Two thumbs up. Uh, I Once again, it's election season. If I'm voting, I'm voting Jim Leonard. And I, I, I don't think it's a write-in. I think he is a top candidate. 
Jim Leonard is the next head coach of this team. I love him. That's my take on the Wisconsin Badgers. We'll do plenty more of that, uh, I guess, next week because the Badgers are idle this week. Uh, so no ESPN Wisconsin College game day. I get another Saturday off. Not for the flu this time, though. I'll actually enjoy my Saturday instead of being uh, you know, on my bathroom floor. I'm going to be able to watch so much college football. I did a lot of that on Saturday, Hunter, in my bed while I was – yeah, uh, I'm not going to get into the details of what I was doing, but I was laying there miserable watching college football. So it was good stuff. Uh, all right, that's my take on the Badgers. Let's wrap up talking Packers, getting to some of your responses as we wrap up the High Noon Hour. Right after this, it's the High Noon Hour on ESPN Madison. More football reactions, more High Noon. The High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. What do we call What's the opposite of a victory Monday? A lowly Monday, a gross Monday, a disgusting Monday, an embarrassing Monday. I can think of a bunch of synonyms off the top of my head. Manic Monday? Because <laughs> no. then it's the song. Yeah, I like that song by all means, but no, I don't think that's it. Uh, it is the High Noon Hour. I'm Alex Trophy's Hunter Vaughn running the show for us here on ESPN Madison. we got a few minutes left with you before uh, Nelson and Hamilton take over for you. Jim Rutledge has the day off, so Jesse Nelson in for him. Uh, I'll stick around with them for a little bit as uh, we continue to talk Packers. Uh, But I wanted to get to some of your responses. Appreciate you hanging out throughout the show with us today. Uh, Daniel the Sloth has been bucket dumping, so I can't read everything he said. But essentially, his main message is uh, Rodgers is ultimately the problem. Um, And then he asked, you know, would it be crazy to trade Rodgers? Yes. Uh, I don't know what you get. He said, get a bunch of assets and start moving forward. I don't know what you get for Rodgers. I just there's never been a trade for a guy like him before, especially with that contract. Like, it's just unheard of. If it's like eight first round picks, sure, I guess I get it. But there's just never been a trade for a guy like Aaron Rodgers before. Gabe Neitzel on Jen, Gabe and Chewy. He was talking about it this morning. He said more likely would be Aaron Jones getting traded within these next eight days. Yeah, and if that happens, I almost think if you're the Packers, you try and get a 2024 pick for anybody you trade. Because you're going to keep Aaron at least for this year because of the way that contract is set up. And then if he leaves because you're saying, okay, we've got to move on and fully like force him out, you've got the assets then to really rebuild when you don't have the $50 million or whatever he's owed off of the cap. Look, I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about the trade deadline next week, right? Because it's next Tuesday is the trade deadline. Um, So we'll have one show prior uh, again. But I, I just don't see the Packers doing anything. I don't. I don't view them being buyers. I don't view them being sellers. I view them. I view them being neutral in the deadline. I think they're just going to roll with the punches, and what they have. If they are sellers at the deadline, they'll be three and five. I would assume if they're going to go into sell mode, um, that would be way more disappointing than a four game skit, because this is still a team that has all the talent in the world. It's just not showing up on the field right now. So there is still, at least in the back of my mind, still that little glimmer of hope that tells me they could turn this around. So- but I. I, I, I don't think they – it doesn't make sense to me to be a seller at the deadline. So then why keep the talent around if they can't show up on the field? What's the point of having them if this You still talent- got half the season left, right? So, like, we've seen Aaron Rodgers, and again, I, I just don't know what to make of him in 2022, but we've seen Aaron Rodgers go on miraculous runs at the end of the season. And I still think you, – you don't have the talent maybe of past years offensively, but you still have the guy. Right, you still got Aaron Rodgers, and if he can somehow find, if he can manifest MVP Aaron Rodgers back into existence for the second half of the year, 
I, I still think this is a playoff team. I never answered my prompt, I guess, and I'll get your response before we wrap up, Hunter. I've been asking what we think the ceiling is for this team. I think the ceiling right now as it stands through seven weeks, and we'll burn the tape if they beat Buffalo on Sunday, but I think the ceiling as it stands right now is a six seed in the playoffs and a first-round loss. I think they can be a playoff team because the NFC isn't very good as a whole, right? Like we've talked about Seattle leading a division. We talked about Carolina at two and five being a game out of a division. The NFC isn't full of stud teams, right? Philly, Dallas, the New York Giants, all in the NFC East, going to beat up on each other. I don't view a ton of these teams as threats to the Packers. I think the 49ers are better than them, but that might be the list. Like That's how bad the NFC is as a whole. So I think this is a team that can still probably sneak in. Minnesota's better than them, too. But I think this is a team that can still sneak in as a six seed, and they get bounced in the first round. So we'll see. But I, uh, I I don't view the ceiling as, as super high. Playoff team is still very much alive, but you got to turn things around quickly. But we've talked about it all along, right? Like this is a team where maybe the expectations are, all right, get to week, I don't know, it's week eight next week, so get to week nine, go to Detroit, turn things around, return home against the Cowboys, and you can kind of start off on a little streak, get to your bye week a couple weeks later, and then wrap up the season on maybe a good run peak at the right time, right, which they haven't done in years past. It always seems to crumble in January. We thought this was a team that could peak in December and take it into January and be a team you don't want to see. Doesn't feel like that is this team. Uh, this year we're running late, so we got to get out. Uh, Rutledge and Hamilton with Jesse Nelson and Matt Hamilton is coming up next. Uh, appreciate you hanging out with us here on your Monday. We're back next Monday with another edition of the High Noon Hour.